Hi, and welcome to International Conversations, our first episode with my good friend, Rob. We're giving a perspective on, well, everything from disabilities to driving to kindness. Hope you enjoy it. Hello. Hello, Rob. How are you? Can you hear me? I'm all right. Gosh, your voice sounds deeper over a phone. <laughs> Have you got the echo Thanks on? Or something? Not at oh, all. Sorry. Not at all. Oh, sorry. No, I'm being nice. Sorry. I'm being it's nice. Okay. No problem at all. Um, <laughs> volume up. Let's see if that works. Red lorry, um, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow welcome. lorry. Welcome um, to our first podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. Going. That's okay. Thank you. Um, you may curse me later. Or I make a shoe. Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> feel free. Feel free. So, um, I feel so like the sacrificial lamb. Okay, well, it's Sunday afternoon, so that's probably appropriate. Have you got any mint sauce? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you sound a little low, but I'm not sure if that's normal. A, a little low? Yes, volume-wise, I mean, not, not mood-wise. Oh. Is, there, is, there, is there any way I can up the volume on this thing? Um... Well, I'm, I'm using my on your phone, or you can move your phone towards your mouth, I suppose. <laughs> well, no, I'm on a headset, so. Um... Oh, okay. You're one of those headset geeks. Sorry, would you rather I wasn't? No, not at all. Not at all. I, it just <laughs> makes me. I've got you to do this podcast without time to change your audio equipment and everything else, but. Um... <laughs> ah. Um... So, we, what we'd do is we'd, we'd go through a number of, um, well, a few a few kind of talking points or questions, which you okay. can answer um, however you feel comfortable. <laughs> Fairly truthfully. I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to recline on a sofa and put on my leopard skin leotard. Okay, so what's changed at the weekend then? But, um, <laughs> so I'm going to you a few questions first one is okay. is is family the second one is occupation the mm. third one is recreation and the fourth mm. one is dreams and then the last one is kind of well issues or, or any particular thing that you want to talk about go and that may or may not take up quite a large proportion oh the wind session bit yes good yes yes um Anyway, so, I mean, we've known each other for some time, but um, I forget how long, yes. but it's years. Um, yes. But tell me a bit about um, family first. Well, yeah. uh, I have one, uh, which is always a good start, <laughs> I feel. Um, yes. Uh, what can I say about my family? Um, I have two sisters, uh, one of which has just is it one of which or one of whom uh, has just relocated to portugal in a kind of flurry of anti-brexitness and another one who's actually not english who lives in england so go figure um and i was originally dutch and i'm now british um is coming that, from process for that was it you know um, well i was i was it was I was eight years old at the time, so whatever trauma was involved has has happily left my consciousness. And it's probably waiting <laughs> to ambush me at some moment of peak vulnerability in my eighties or something. Um, 
So the world is getting a heads up. If I go a bit loco and do something spectacular to the Houses of Parliament, that's my excuse. You heard it first here. Um, what, else, what else can I tell you about my family? Uh, on my mother's side, uh, we are German, Dutch, Austrian, Russian, etc., etc. Kind of spread across the whole of continental Europe. Sadly, no sunny countries, but there you go. You kind of everything. And on the other side, it's more Scottish. Uh, Scottish side of the family and Yorkshire and Hampshire, actually. Um, so I'm a bit of a mixed <laughs> I love bag. That, sorry. <laughs> I love in a family how you can go from as far flung places as Russia to Hampshire. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the world is connected. Amazingly. Um, well, your yeah. family certainly is. <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, sadly, I only speak English, which is somewhat annoying, given all the other, oh, other so languages. Oh, so you never learned, you didn't learn any other languages, or Dutch, for no, that matter? No, don't speak any Dutch. I ha I can read German with an Austrian accent, uh, but I can't really understand it. Um, <laughs> that's probably doing uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. That kind of thing, yes. Yes, it's good. And I can also burst through buildings with a metal arm. But that's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> when is the court case? <laughs> I'm just allowed to say. I've had so many you gagging. In, uh, you weren't in Washington, D.C. earlier in the week, were you? Shh, shh. <laughs> so unfair. So unfair. Those tattoos <laughs> are not my fault, all right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was drunk. What? Accidentally tattooed. Yeah, accidentally <laughs> tattooed. Right. So, okay, so you've got a very extended, actually, family uh, yes. of the United Nations. Yes. Okay. Um, but, yes, and I, I live in Kent. Uh, because well, okay. somebody has in England. Uh, yes, for the moment it okay. may go UDI like everything else at the moment and become something ah. else. But at the moment, it's part of the UK. Um, well, at least you're not, a, 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 you're not a road haulier. You know, uh, one of those truck companies That's that has true. to take pass. But, but as we as we're one of the uh, the centres of COVID infection in the UK at the moment, it's quite possible they'll put a wall around us, um, and send you know, and just leave us sail away from us who knows so, sadly escape from kent doesn't have as much ring as escape from new york that celebrated yeah. john carpenter does it <laughs> it's very true it would turn into a kind of hop gardener's nightmare wouldn't it really um <laughs> <laughs> i don't really feel we've got the budget for it you know Gardener's World meet, meets Escape from New York. I run to the that's... Oast House, Johnny. Run to the Oast House. Hide in the hot bucket. That would be yes. an movie, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea of that. Um, okay, so um, so a little insight into your family. Thank you. Um, occupation. Ah, um, and that could be anything. That could be what you do for a living. What occupies your time? Both. Well. I'm currently out yeah. of work, so if anyone wants to hire me to, I don't know, scare away crows from cornfields, I'm available. Um, but I am quite busy. Uh, this podcast, I, um, this podcast could constitute the answer to the initial interview question of "Tell us about yourself, Rob." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to play you this. I'll be back after some coffee. Uh, anyway, right, sorry, I mean, you were saying apologies. This is Desert Island Discs, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I appear, to, um, I appear to be in the wrong podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Desert Island Discs with no music, yeah. Oh. So Desert Island, not disc. 
Oh, I was looking forward to my death metal versions of Mozart, but never mind. Another time, maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Definitely a different podcast. Yes. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> what occupies your time? <laughs> uh, other people. Uh, and and it seems now podcasts. Gosh. Um, no, I spend a lot of time. I have a background in. What do I have a background in, actually, Nigel? You know this as much as I do. I have a background in, in disability issues, health issues, social care issues, counselling, um, and generally talking to people and problem solving. Uh, we know each other from the charity sector and the health sector, and I suppose sure. I've continued to do that over the years. Uh, in a number of ways, whether working for a charity or or just sort of sitting in front of a laptop with a phone. Um, I am something of an advocate for, well, pretty much anyone who asks me, um, or an information giver, or on rare occasions, if I'm pickled enough, an advice giver. Um, so <laughs> I suppose I'm busy. Um, yes. Mm. And that's how I occupy myself. Um, so I'm this, also this is all in a voluntary capacity. Yes, yes. Um, I do think that whatever you know, whether you're working or it's your job title or not, uh, what is the point of 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 living if you can't be helpful? If you're not being helpful, what are you interesting. doing? Interesting. Well, it's not that mm, interesting. I think we're coming back to this. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Is it? Yeah, oh. I think it is. I, is it? I thought it, world. Well, I think I thought it was kind of. It's always seemed to me. Well, why, why, why wouldn't you, really? Because um, I know you kind of do the same thing. In your own way, don't you? I have been known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot, especially when you probably have a, an audience of thousands gagging on your every word. But um, I've oh, always thought of you. That would be nice. But... Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always thought of you as a very helpful person. That's very really amenable. Kind of, until very... today, and then I asked you to do this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's yeah. all right. I'm wearing I'm wearing yeah. diapers. It's fine. Um, so to me, it's 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 just seem well. Well, one should try if one can, because also I I suppose uh, with a disability, I'm very aware of how much help has been and is constantly given to me on a kind of you know day-to-day -day basis uh in many ways i suppose i'm an independent person but i'm also aware of how in how many ways i'm constantly assisted or helped or whatever you want to call it by everybody else uh and, and when you say disability i mean you don't, you don't have to but do you, do you want to share what, what you mean by that <laughs> well there's a thorny philosophical question um <laughs> It is actually, but um, I have cerebral palsy. Um, if you're feeling okay. particularly uh, medically minded, I have spastic diplegia. Uh, although sometimes I've been told I have spas spastic hemiplegia. And okay. I'm sad, sad to say at my advanced stage, I still don't quite know the difference. Um, I think and I'm am I diplegic. Uh, I walk funny. Um, you walk funny. Okay. Well, that's about as lazy as it gets, really. Um, half my body 
the right side of my body is more disabled by my left. I actually have I actually have a form of brain injury or brain damage that has affected my motor functions, which means I walk funny and I'm quite cat handed and I'm a rubbish driver. As you know, <laughs> you had to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> to anyone listening uh, at this I point. Can probably. Yeah, I can personally attest. That. Yeah. No, you're not a rubbish driver. Actually, I thought you drove uh, in your adapted car very well. Um <laughs> From a driving perspective, I don't think it was actually, no, I, who am I to criticise? From a a, uh, a stressful experience perspective, it's up there. It's definitely high on the list. <laughs> I have yes. spent the last 25 years apologising for that road trip and my bad language. Um, <laughs> and I will continue to apologise for another 25 more. Um, as I understand, you were quite shocked. You don't have to. Yeah, no, 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 I, no, I, I think, think I've I stopped, should. I've stopped having the nightmares, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to anyone listening, please don't let me drive you anywhere for long distances because the air turns <laughs> a rather startling shade of blue quite quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, he needs careful editing. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. okay, so cerebral palsy and yes. you have mobility issues. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. And so I, you were saying... You've had a lot of assistance or receive a lot of assistance, but you want to reciprocate. You want to well, give a lot of assistance as it's well. Not, it's not that I want to. Uh, I mean, left to my own devices, I would quite happily sit in a hot tub uh, drinking sparkling wine and watching reruns of Flash Gordon. However, um, <laughs> why is that funny? You mean the thirties version, not the not the Queen? Absolutely, I'm a I'm version. a I'm an old school person. What can I say? Yeah, no, okay. I I just Bust think I just think how does this world work? And we can talk about economic systems and this and that and the others, but in the end, it is it is people helping people out. Whether you do it because you okay. have to, whether you do it because you're paid to do it, that is the way the world works. We assist each other. Uh, and I think our base nature, our base sense of who we are is about, well, people doing what we can do for each other, because if we don't, we all suffer. What? And it's always been that way. Why do people join together in groups? Why are families such a big issue? Because people help each other, because it's better to help each other than try and do things by yourself. Uh, what? Mm. That, that is the nature yes. of existence. Um, if you want to be, if you want to be super up to date and scientific, it is the ecosystem of humanity helping each other out. Was that too pretentious? That's possibly pretentious, and this may be edited out. Um, no, yeah. not at all, not at all. Uh, well, it's interesting because I mean, yeah, why do people group together? I'm um, personally, I think we're all intrinsically tribal. Well, I think there's two reasons. There's two well. reasons. There's helping each other out, and there's nookie. <laughs> I'm going to jump into that there. Okay, okay, well, interesting extrapolation. Well, well, it's it's one of the two, isn't it? Really, it's cold. So give, give so me you're shelter. About helping people out, and I'm and I'm talking about tribal nookie. Then, from sounds of it. <laughs> well, I think the two sort of do dovetail quite often, especially when you've got big okay. blankets that are really soft, and you have nice pillows. What are you going to do? I mean, are you going to play Scrabble or what? So you know, but those. <laughs> I think that segues into my next point, which is, what do you like to do recreationally? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this point, there was a huge technical difficulty caused by a major power cut to the region. Sorry. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Um, I, well, I have, I'm a voracious reader. I write a bit, not very well. Um, and oh. what, what have you written that you're most proud of? Uh, I've written a few short stories. Uh, I tend to write okay. quite. I tend to write quite philosophically. Uh, I'm interested in, if you like. I suppose I'm interested in through writing, exploring things and pushing things. You know, I'd like to sort of strain ideas to see how far they'll go. Oh. Um, I have Be provocative. Well, it's really it's for my own interest, really. It's, I'm not there to, I'm not there to shock people. But I've spent a lot of time talking to people, asking them to, through whether you call it counselling or chatting or whatever. I spend a lot of time helping people see the limits of their own imagination for what's possible for them, um, or trying to reframe their the, the situations they find themselves in or the issues that concern them. And I like to push things. I like to turn things on the head, shake it, and see what falls out. Um, and writing is a good way of doing that. Um, well, mm. I say good, maybe not in the quality sense, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, my background, <laughs> my 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 background is in philosophy, and I, I tend to have a, I suppose, uh, a philosophical outlook on most things. Um, right. Uh, I like to question things, and I like to see see what happens if. What if? How about this? So imagine that this carried on a bit longer than it usually does, or imagine if this was a different colour even, and so on and so forth. Um, I like to examine things from different points of view um, and just play with things, uh, especially if they're a so sacred cow. I suppose alternatives? Yes, it's about alternatives. Yes, it's about alternatives okay. and it's about what are the sacred cows of our culture or our society right. um, and how sacred do they deserve to be? Um, mm. So, so would you say you're um, naturally provocative then? No. I'm naturally quizzical, I suppose. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm naturally very nosy. Um <laughs> and which is why this is an odd situation for me because I spend my time asking other people questions and being asked questions of me feels oh. it feels odd really um okay. okay um so yeah interesting i'm actually interested i'm interested in most things and i suppose i have a fundamental belief in What's, I don't know how to put this in the goodness, the goodness of the world, if you like. Right. I have a, it's kind of, okay. that's kind of an old-fashioned belief, really, and I distrust other other ways of looking at the world that suggest things are about self-interest or purely down to economics or a kind of blank materialism. Um, I suppose. So, I mean, do you? Um... Do you see yourself as a bit of a minority now with that kind of view? When you say, you know, the goodness of the world, a bit old-fashioned. Well, but now the world is more about self-interest, ego, narcissism, and well, my words. But yeah, I suppose our culture 
seems to be run along those lines, and I suppose politically it is. Um, mm. I mean, if you look at look at issues around climate change and you know mass extinction and you know the degradation of the things we re- we rely on to actually exist at all, yes. uh, given that they seem to be so far down the list of priorities for any politicians, and given that the only solutions we seem to spout are technological ones that allow us to continue just as we have continued uh, with Mm -hmm. with the least disruption to our quality and comfort of life, um, something has gone a bit awry if nobody cares Mm -hmm. about all the things that, that will be lost that could at this point still be saved. So to give you a specific... You see that attitude in the pandemic? I mean, we're 20 minutes in and we've only just started mentioning it, so I think that's not too bad. But do you think people have the same view, you know, maintain life I as think we so. knew it in 2019? I think so. And there's a, there's a certain... In our, in our culture, there seems to be a certain attitude that says, why should I? We have a certain kind of instilled egotism mm-hmm. that suggests my... My comfort uh, mm-hmm. is 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 a priority. So, if I don't want to wear a mask, it's an imposition on my freedom to do so. We've heard that one mm. a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed, a lot. Yeah, and that. And whilst I don't think everybody's saying, like, "Why should I wear a mask?" It's against my human rights to keep my nasal passages open to the air. Um, I do think there is a we have a sense of entitlement that that says as human beings we we have rights as the top of the food chain we have rights as the highest point on the on the ladder of existence we have rights that are inalienable and that is a very old story in western culture it strikes me mm. uh, and it's a very mm. dangerous one mm-hmm. um because just like big trees rely on tiny fungi to do stuff, we rely on everything else to be able to be the very minimum of who we are. <laughs> now we're bulldozing the tree and the fungi, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so when you look at what's going on in the world and the priorities that you know seem to be so prevalent, we're still chopping up countryside, chopping down trees to create rail links to make it what, 20 minutes faster to Birmingham because that's the way forward. Mm. Because we need, we need, we need, we need, uh, but we're not the only one with needs. Life is, life, so, life is a web, not a pyramid. So what would you say are your dreams then? Not necessarily ones you have at night, I mean, but, you know, in terms of in life and in the world and so on, based on what you've just just outlined. Um, well, I tend to think that anything I can dream or imagine, it will be so far from the truth. I tend to think my, my imagination will always fall short of the reality of something. One can imagine what something will be like, but it will be a poor, you know, it will no, nothing ever goes the way you plan. I would like to see to see uh, a world, or even a society, or, or even you know a small patch that says, you know, everything matters. 
whether it's people or animals or trees or soil or air. Um, and we're just one part of a whole thing. Uh, and every time we forget a bit, that. A bit Gaia-esque, if I may. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. One way of putting that is to say everything is alive. And just because we don't right. notice that it's alive doesn't mean it isn't. Now, it may be that not everything is alive. But if we continue to act as if we're the only thing that have any lives that matter, we're not going to live very right. much longer. It's of importance. Yeah. And also, we, we, we're going to do ourselves in very quickly. Yes. I yeah. think. So that's kind of... Mm. You know, You're not the first person by any, any means I've talked to over time now that has a similar view almost. It's rather, um, well, it is rather depressing, but it's good. Even almost nihilistic that we, you know, we're in this kind of Anthropocene extinction phase, and mm. and and the human race is hell bent on its own destruction. But and to me, the big sadness um, is not that the human race is so bent on its own destruction. It's it the real sadness is that we seem to insist upon taking everything else with us. Right. You know. So, if, okay. So this if everything else is not important, as, as we were saying earlier, mm -hmm. and. Is it a human race or is it one of the things I fundamentally, fundamentally struggle with is um, why do we as a race leave responsibility to manage all these things to a small fraction of people who increasingly over time show themselves to be, well, at the very least um, insufficiently knowledgeable enough and at the most probably quite incompetent <laughs> and or corrupt. Um, but we, we have, you know, what, Seven and a half billion, whatever it is now, population worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, but but actually, it's you know it's a fraction of one percent of the population that controls all the money, the resources, the politics, and everything else. And and we and we um, we have enabled that, of course, as, as part of our political and, and sociological systems. But but we then say, well, there's not much we can do. It's strange, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Well, we we've been brought up to believe that humanity will have all the answers if not now they will tomorrow we believe in the idea of progress right. now i don't think those things are endemic to our dna i don't think it's it's an issue about the human race uh i don't think it's about right. us as a species um i do think it's cultural um mm -hmm. because there are other okay. cultures that can live quite quite well and quite happily and quite you know, nicely, if you like, in an environment without, you know, turning it into, I don't know, Big Macs and briquettes. Um, there are other ways <laughs> of living. Uh, and for thousands of years of existence, that's how pretty much we all lived. Now, you can talk about the agricultural revolution when we sort of stopped wandering mm. around and we sat down and built wheat fields and picket fences and started sharpening our spears and domesticating things and staying put and causing all kinds of chaos you can also say that the plow was mm -hmm. the first you know, the first weapon of mass destruction breaking up the biosphere etc 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 but i don't think to talk about there is a problem with the species is particularly helpful because to me that's an excuse okay. it's a get out clause it says what can we do it's just who we are like a scorpion with a stinging tail we, we right. sting stuff well i say that's rubbish um, 
or okay. or very generously, I think, unproven. <laughs> um, right. Because I'm trying to be nice. So, so people. I mean, so okay, so it, it's 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 not an excuse, um, and I'm getting the impression from what, most of what you said is that the way you perceive it is that people the the main issue is that we are working for ourselves and against nature and the world around us and so forth, and not with it. Yeah, well, we we. It's an old, okay. this has been said many times before, but we feel that we're apart from nature and that, you know, we can stand to yes. one side from nature and do with it what we like and remain somehow unaffected. Which even as you say, it is, of course, ridiculous. Uh, and nobody would believe mm. that in those literal terms, but that is the way we act. You know? Um, so when I was at school, when I was a schoolboy, mm. so this is decades ago now, I was taught at the time that man was the only species that used tools. Mm. This is a living memory, uh-huh. therefore. <laughs> um, of course, that's complete and utter nonsense. Yes. I'm being polite. Um, and actually, many species, quite a large proportion of, 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 uh, of species around the world, use all sorts of tools and all sorts of things. But it, it's, it's this elevation of the human race, as you say, is different, special, or apart. Mm. Yeah. And if mm. only all understanding comes from a particular sort of intellectual historical scientific right. understanding uh, and that's based upon a lot of our understanding in those terms is based upon outmoded ideas that come from a hundred or two hundred years ago right. Um, right much you know you could say the same with the idea of a monarchy why on earth does this country among others have a monarchy what does it actually do it, you know but there it is why? Well, makes for good viewing on Netflix these days, it appears. But uh, do you know, I've never <laughs> I haven't, fictionalized. Do you know, I haven't otherwise. watched it. Um, but there we go. Um, the Crown. Mm-hmm. No, um, it, it's taken a dark turn. Let's put it that way. I think. No, you mean there'll Season be spoilers four. in there? Okay, Have they changed the story? Is there something I don't know about? <laughs> that would be exciting. Um, well, that, it's interesting because the way it's fictionalized may may actually. You know, it subverts the reality to keep you guessing a bit, I think. Ooh. Hmm. Gosh. But apart from that plug for, <laughs> for, the, for the crown. Um, <laughs> can I, can but, I just um, say there are other internet entertainment think... providers are available. Yeah, there, yeah, there are other streaming services available, <laughs> you know, and indeed other old families. But uh, <laughs> but um, how, how would you say your... Well, your personal background, but also your your um, well, almost occupational background, if I can put that way, in disabilities and and um, and support and advocacy and so forth. How, how much of that has has your perspective on the world, you know, stemmed from that? And we'll be right back. Welcome to International Conversations, episode one, part two with Rob. I mean, do you think, I mean, you know, we talk about being apart, you know, human races being apart from nature, but actually within the human race, there's lots of people who are apart from, well, the majority, whatever that means. But certainly, you know, there's a large number of people who have all types of dis- you know, disablement. If you want to call it that, some people would say, I'm not disabled. That's who I am. You know, there's, there's different perspectives, aren't there? But 
do you do you think it gives you a different perspective to to others? Than, well, I I suppose it must. It must be just as everyone's experience or situation or circumstances cannot help but inform what they do, how they think, uh, what they're drawn to, and what they what they shy away from. That's you know that's the nature of everybody. Nice. I think. Um, I suppose it's interesting. I. I have been a disability trainer, so I've 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 done. What do you call them? What are those courses that I used to run called? Um, disability awareness. Um, that's it. Gosh, that's, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah, Gosh, yeah, it was some time ago. We both yes. had to think that. Um, yeah, I and I, I remember have flip chart. Oh, travel. I miss flip charts. Do you know? Do you know? I've never <laughs> used an electronic whiteboard. I would imagine it's not the same. Um, until you've tripped over no, a, until you've same. tripped over a flip chart and sent it skittering across the room into the faces of your audience, you haven't really lived. Um, <laughs> um, but oh, that's that's called getting your point across, well, isn't it? It? <laughs> it? it was an icebreaker exercise after all. Um, but um, <laughs> I do think I remember once I ran this course and I was I was working with some health professionals. And they didn't quite like where they thought the course was headed. Um, although I have to say, okay. I tend to do these things without a particular agenda. Uh, because, you know. <laughs> a bit like you're driving. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Then. <laughs> if I'd have known this was going to... Oh, forget, if I was, me. If forget I had I known that. this was going to be one of those hostile podcasts and you, and you were going to play the role of a shock <laughs> jock, I would have dressed appropriately. <laughs> that's all I can say. What? <laughs> Um, no, but actually, I've experienced your driving and your awareness sessions. You have, haven't you? Too. So, wonder you still speak so. to me, quite honestly, isn't it? Really, um, <laughs> <laughs> you should get some kind of a. I can only speak through through the medium I mean, of podcast. You, but... <laughs> you should either get treatment for some kind of masochistic tendencies within you, or get a medal. I don't quite know which. Um, but um, I. <laughs> I remember I ran this course and at the end of the course, one of the participants actually said to me in a kind of, you know, slightly aggrieved manner, you don't think you're disabled, do you? Um, and mm. I remember saying to her, what? Because, you know, I'm good with the pithy joiners, obviously. Um, <laughs> one of those moments where it comes to you, but sadly a couple yeah. of hours later and you think, I wish I had said And I said, yeah, well, okay. I, what I did actually said was, if you could tell me what on earth you meant by that, I could give you an answer. Okay. And she didn't. Oh, she she didn't. She couldn't. So you were both in a situation now with neither. No, of I you said to her, well, "What what do you mean?" It's all to follow up. And she couldn't answer. Now maybe she didn't want to. That's oh, quite that's... possible. Uh, okay. But it did strike me that people have often said that to me in different ways. You don't consider yourself disabled. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whether that's because I have been known to catch a bus or go shopping. Um, I have no idea. Right. I don't really know what it yeah. means. Okay. And when people say to me, I don't no. think of you disabled, I'm not entirely sure I know what that means either. But I, I, but oh. I do assume they're trying to give me some kind of compliment, so I take it as such even though it does leave me rather mystified right. um right people can quite often have feel 
they have a feeling that they have to some way make you feel better yeah. about your situation, even though they don't need to, or neither do you. Well, they could give me to. a bar of chocolate or a bottle of wine. Uh, that would do. <laughs> yeah. So all gifts in kind are accepted, but no, no. Well, no, uh, it's, it's, no it's, I'm not against it. It's not that I, I don't have a strong political sense about, about disability rights I, nowadays identity politics are big they're quite big aren't they yes. uh, particularly over the last 10 True. years uh, gender identity politics and sexual identity politics have kind of blown up in all kinds mm -hmm. of ways and in one sense I think that's great stop bashing people over the head for what they want mm -hmm. to do with their willies is always a good one um, and also or indeed other gender yeah, right? are available yes uh, and it seems <laughs> other sexual identities and other gender identities are available also, which, you know, is great. Be yes. comfy, be comfy. And if you decide to be known by a certain pronoun, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I, yeah. I'm distrustful of thinking that sorting out what you want to be called or how you wish to behave or dress or whatever, or be known by or as as a way of getting to the heart of who a person actually is, is not necessarily helpful and is something of a blind alley. Let me let so, me explain. Too often we're defined by what we do. Or how, how we, we present. Things, what we do how to we others. How we present and how and, we are deemed. And how we yeah. and so, on, yeah. so let me give an example. Okay. Where, not who we are. Well, who we are is a, is, a, is a more interesting and sort of nebulous question, I expect. But let me give you, let me tell you what I mean. In the, in the early 90s, I worked for a local authority and um, there was much debate whether or not one should use the phrase disabled person or person with a disability. Uh, this, do you remember nice. these days? You must Oh, yes. Yeah. Agonizing yeah. days and hours yeah. and hours and hours of meetings yes. and and policy papers and white papers. And yeah, yes. Focus groups. Yeah, yeah. And, and do yeah, you remember yeah. for anyone nice. who wasn't familiar with those heady, halcyon days? Uh, and these are debates that are still going on, by the way. So if you were a disabled person, yes. that, that the focus was then on the person being disabled by societal barriers uh, and the way things work, as nice. opposed to anything intrinsic to their bodies or their mental state, which yeah. was therefore a good thing, and put yeah. put the emphasis on social change rather than fixing a person who didn't necessarily need to be fixed, but merely to be accepted and allowed to thrive under yeah, their own terms. So that was that was why using the word disabled this. person yeah. was a good thing. Uh, conversely, one would say, nice. no, no, one should say people with disabilities which puts the person before the disability and there were these nice. two camps there were probably a few others including people that wished to uh, you know re reuse the word cripple nice. and all kinds of things um <laughs> handicapped yeah. With, so yeah these, these debates were running yes uh, and at one point i remember going to a meeting and the people very proudly said look 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 what we did uh we did this report on I can't remember what it was on now, um, disability. And we have decided to use the phrase disabled person, but we spell disabled with a Y, as in D-Y-S, disabled. Uh, because they discovered this, this was in use in America to actually create 
a new way of yes. thinking about disability that didn't allow people to fall back on old, outmoded, discriminatory, offensive ways of thinking. To which yes. my only reply okay. was, really? This, they'd spent a lot of money researching terminology, uh, producing a report, <laughs> uh, and they spent an entire meeting discussing yeah, it. Yeah. Now, I... Yeah. And the only change that was made was... Well, there were some other good things in there, but, you know, which I thought was the point and terminology was the least of it, really. However, I was the only uh, at least visibly disabled person there. And I was there in the capacity as being somebody who was a disabled person. So I apparently had a certain amount of expertise and inherent kudos because of that. So... In representing yeah, the disabled yes. community, and, and it was to a to a certain yes. extent, it was unimpeachable, which I thought was very interesting. Right. Um, so I decided that actually, as far as I could see, it made no difference what you called somebody. The fr- you know the phrasing you used, the terminology you employed, uh, because whatever word you used, you knew what you meant, and so did everybody else. And as as the meanings of the okay. words didn't change, but only the words themselves, what difference did it make? Do you see what I mean? If the meanings don't change, if they still carry mm-hmm. the same associations of pity, condescension, discrimination, uh, assault, aggression, etc., 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 I don't care what you what you call it or how you spell it, uh, unless you change the yeah. meaning. What if? Yeah, that's just that's just decorating. Yeah. So I decided that it was all wobbly. I decided it was all wobbly politics. And I actually started to use the phrase in meetings around the department and uh, just about everywhere. What I found most interesting was if somebody else, if another member of staff who wasn't disabled had used that had used that terminology, they would have been reprimanded and ultimately disciplined for being, you know, what's the word, Mm -hmm. inappropriate, offensive. Uh, I used used it constantly, and I was never, ever pulled up for it, which I thought was the most fascinating thing of all. So so my history of identity politics is... um, comes from that particular perspective and whilst i appreciate that this this the diversification of identities does shine a light on human behavior and what humans actually do and what they would like to do and how they would like to feel i'm not sure that it provides it takes us that much further forward in understanding who we are or being actually kinder to other people, because you know. I think recently, um, I think in recent times, um, what's become obvious is is politically incorrect, shall we say, to say or do certain things, uh, particularly about mm. other people. Um, but actually, sadly, some of that just seems to be a, a thin yeah. veneer over, you know, be views, mm. behaviour. And so on that, that remains yeah. still very very prevalent. And of course, the, it's, you know, identity wise. The other race, thing whatever. is, uh, another way to put it is to say that, that people are planting different coloured flags all over the place. 
and then they are defending those flags. And rather than just defending, if you like, they're also assaulting other flags. So it becomes it becomes a a game of capture the castle. and you you yes. you get rows between different different factions, different flag bearers, and I understand the importance of those symbols so, to those people because they express something to them that is very personal yes. and very true for them. Um, but it seems to be done with a certain lack of kindness, and it's sort of a self-defeating non-inclusivity, if you like, that goes against the grain of what they were trying to achieve in the first place. And we find ourselves in a blind alley of comp- competing viewpoints uh, that actually rather... And echo chambers yeah. and, and so on. But then actually what you, what you seem to be spelling out sometimes somehow reminds me of um, um, Peter Gabriel and Games Without Frontiers. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned flags, so for some reason... Uh, and then I'd take the it lyrics, back to... But... It's a knockout, 1974, with Prince Edward, Princess Anne, and a few other minor members of the royal family running <laughs> and a football pitch with extra-large shoes on, carrying buckets of water. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Gone are the days. Life was so much better than... <laughs> so, yes. Um, when you can yes. really laugh at yourself. So... Well, we've covered we've covered a lot of ground, all sorts of things. But um, funnily enough, we haven't come to my my final point, which is actually: is there a specific issue <laughs> that you haven't covered, or is dear to your heart that you'd like to, um, to cover in the remainder of the well, podcast? Or is it well, a continuation suppose... of what we're discussing? Is that it's topical for you? What would I like to see? I suppose uh, free Guinness on the NHS would be nice. Um, an NHS would be nice. Well, that yeah, actually I know has, has happened. Um, I... Yeah, mainly for cardiac patients. Years and years ago, I remember people, uh, cardiologists would prescribe Guinness because obviously it's full of iron and everything else. Yes. So, um, yeah. In moderation. Um, yes. Um, what What would I like to see? Um, kindness, I think. Okay, and this is coming through strong throughout our conversation. This, this, this aspect of kindness. I mean, being good well, to each naturally, other. that's what we are. I suspect. Well, culturally, we're not told to believe that's quite true. We believe in selfish genes and enlightened self-interest, and you know all this stuff, and so on and so forth. Right. We and our role models appear to be billionaires. Uh, the American dream. The American dream, which is basically. <laughs> You know the Western dream is basically get rich. Right. Right. When you when you're rich enough, you can do what you like, yeah. and you don't have to care about anybody else. Uh, but the okay, it's a kind of capitalist yeah. self actualization. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that the primary unit that we all fo- seem to focus on, whether it's in our our daily TV or in our novels or in our whatever, is family. And Family is the smallest right. unit of, of more than just me, isn't it? You can't have a fa- you can mm-hmm. have a family one, but it's a bit boring at Thanksgiving. Um, but <laughs> so, right. and for the other events, yeah, yeah birthdays, yeah. Christmas, so, and so on. Yes, it's a bit odd, really. And I think we do 
so do you do you i mean are you some people view it as a bit of a trope i suppose but this, this idea that the family you know the degradation of the family unit is at the no. core of all the challenges actually no i think or? i i've often thought that the, one of the most dangerous phrases in the english language is is my family mm-hmm. i think it, it's a very dangerous phrase okay. because saying my family draws a line and one side of that line are the people that you you care about and will support and assist and be kind to and on the other side of the line are people you don't have to be and that's why right so those within the kind yeah. of inner circle of trust yeah yeah, okay. yeah. i'm and not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's dangerous mm-hmm. and it's tricky because yes. anything that draws a line um you you plant yourself on one side of it or the other um so do you that's an interesting one do you so do you do you believe then do you seriously believe that you can live a life where you don't draw um, those lines i'm not Generally, sure you I'm can not, you know, um i think people. you can do it as an intellectual okay. exercise but you know, when it comes to actually how you behave on a day-to-day basis, you know, away from your comfy armchair study moment, uh, you do what you do. But I think mm-hmm. we need to be aware that those lines become drawn. If you forget those lines are there and just how actually artificial they are, uh, because they are, they're, they're a cultural thing, they're artificial, they're not, you know, they're, they're not in our DNA. Or are they? I don't know. It's curious. But I, that's why I think it's dangerous. So, it's interesting. It sounds like you could kind of set a challenge to anyone Is anyone listening? listening? If you are, hello. Thanks um, for staying on this a... long. <laughs> I'm a fan already. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> but um, maybe some kind of thought experiment to your earlier comment then of... Not well, lines. we I think we draw lines all the time. What I'm suggesting is be aware. If we can be aware of the lines, we are we're constantly having to negotiate, and actually are a negotiation, and are not necessarily, you know, God-given or in, or, or or entirely natural like a law of physics, um, but they do change. But- but then a lot of species yeah. draws draw lines. I mean, you know, uh, primates certainly do. There's, you know, there again, there's kind of tribal elements to to primate behaviour or you know family groups or whatever. And you know, you if you fall out of favour, you can fall big time. You know, scarily uh, in in a primate uh, family, it's unit as it were, or or indeed whether it's uh, many so well many social many social uh, species. You know, whether it's you know, wolves or, or lions or so on you know, that, that have packs. Um, I mean, you can you can be within the pack and, and, and in a pecking order, of course, uh, yeah. or you could be outside of it, which could be, you know, potentially existentially. Well, yes, if you want to behave so... like a pack of lions, you you, you, you can do. Uh, but but humans can seem to seem to have the the ability to choose and to reflect. Uh, I'm not saying other other species don't no. do that. I don't know. Um, exactly. I don't know that we uh, know, right? But I'm suggesting that given mm. that we can reflect 
and that we can choose to do things in a number of different ways, um, then mm -hmm. I'm just saying, well, reflect and then choose and be aware that you are choosing no matter how, especially when it feels like this is just the way things are done, that it's an automatic response because I'm, I'm wondering how much of what we call our, our natural responses are indeed cultural, historical, or whatever. That's all. Mm. So it sounds a bit cynical, mm -hmm. but it's not really cynical so much as quizzical and curious. Uh, yeah. So again, here's, the, here's what's happening now. What are the potential yeah. alternatives yeah. to this, as you were saying earlier? And there may be some options here. If well, we, we, we love to believe there are always options. We love to believe that the ingenuity of humanity is right. boundless. We're not quite, yes. we're not, I don't think we're quite so wide-eyed yes. as to think that we'll be living, living in the Jetsons in the near future with jetpacks and flying cars and, you know, clean energy. Uh, and yes. Yeah. If we all grew up with yeah, I think, 60s and... And uh, I can't actually think of anything yeah. worse than living in a chrome-plated city without any trees. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, right. what... So that's... So you've, you've just you've just epitomised not your dream, but your nightmare. That's my nightmare. My that dream nightmare? is to live in a treehouse uh, surrounded, surrounded by wolf dogs okay. and happy people. Right. However, I realise that some dreams are possibly okay. more feasible than others. <laughs> So, okay. especially given my yes, exactly. Getting up in the I'm tree not, I'm not known for my tree climbing prowess. It has to be said, no. but I I just want I just would like no. to believe that you know we we are more open minded than we think, and so much of what we take for granted and okay. take as a, a sort of a basic fundamental fact about who we are and the way the world works is not necessarily true. And actually, it is not humans alone in the cosmos, devoid of any other intelligent, sentient creatures. We're, we, we've never been alone in the cosmos. Outer space starts at our feet. You know, outer space is not out there. Mm. It, you know, the sky starts at your feet. So it's an act of bravery to walk around, isn't it? Well, be a bit braver still. Mm. Um, and and it, extend your awareness of what's possible not only to you your family and other people but to everything else going on in the world around you because there are there are there are vast conspiracies of awareness all around us whether they talk to us on a daily basis is another matter who knows and if we think we do know that's where i think we delude ourselves uh but human yeah. arrogance the only thing i take for granted <laughs> is my fundamental ignorance yeah. everything else is kind right. of a moot point so it's a fairly humbling perspective if everyone yeah the same mm, interesting uh, but of course i could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. could be an alternative Indeed. perspective <laughs> but that's the point precisely the yes. point. I think that's a 
good point to end this podcast episode and to leave people pondering on your perspectives on outer space, the world, the family, you, the individual, and um, what's really kind. And what do you mean by that? How can we enable and facilitate that as individuals? That's what I'm taking from a lot not the only thing, but it's one of the major things I'm taking from. Mm. Will we do this again when I can discuss my strong views on interior design and costuming in science fiction epics? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> definitely. Indeed. I, I find it remarkable that we haven't covered much of that today. So, yeah, this definitely requires a return. To well, well so thank note, you very much for letting me witter on. Um, um, and uh, thank you. And I wish this podcast, uh, well, much, much goodness in the future. And I hope you get far more interesting people to just talk to than I have been. But thank you very much. Wow. I think you're, uh, yeah. You're being Pleasure. Sure. Pleasure. Thank you, Rob. All the best. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Bye.